Can we not talk about football right now? Oh, <laughs> uh, what happened, Josh? We got you. We you choked. were at, we in choked. number two before yesterday, right? Yeah, we choked Ooh. so now hard. Now you are number two. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't checked the rankings yet. Oh, I, don't, I don't want to check them it's so bad. Thanks. Expect Thanks, more of that, Mike. Expect more <laughs> of that. <laughs> Doesn't get much better than that, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, let's go. Welcome to episode 13 of Rather Be Playing, the podcast where we talk about how we'd rather be playing games than... Uh, dressing as a giant chicken. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm Josh. I'm Elliot. And I'm Steve-O. And you are dressed like a giant chicken. Uh, yes, uh, I'm not dressed as a giant chicken, but... Uh, Could have fooled me. So I, go, I, I, I don't know where to start with this. Okay, my little niece is absolutely obsessed with Mo- Moana, like most little nieces are. I think. Um, so my brother has agreed to dress up as Maui uh, for this Halloween because obviously oh, uh, my niece is going to be uh, is going to be Moana, and uh, my little nephew is going to be Heihei, who is a chicken. The costume that he has is absolutely amazing. It is just it would crack you up. It is it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. My sister in law is a genius. She's an utter genius. But uh, she was also messaging myself and my girlfriend, Nisha, the other day uh, because she was around at her friend's house and they had a couple of extra chicken hats going. So they were saying if we were going to come trick-or-treating and hanging out that, uh, yeah, we could also be Hey Hey's. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> we can all be Hey Hey's on Halloween. <laughs> I, ha- I haven't agreed to it just yet, but knowing me, I will not have come up with a better idea before then. So <laughs> at some point, you may see me walking around the neighborhood dressed as a giant chicken. <laughs> That's all I got for you. I wish I, wish I still lived in D.C. <laughs> I wish I could see that. You're in D.C. Look out for Steve-O and please send us photos and video. <laughs> There'll be no need for that. <laughs> and... I also bring you, uh, as well as my tales of giant chickens, uh, a new friend for the podcast, Mike. Hello. Uh, introduce yeah, yourself. Uh, oh, yeah. Who the uh, hell are you? I'm Mike. What I are you am... doing here? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm breaking in uh, from my own podcast uh, and uh, yeah. joining in to uh, actually pitch something. For, not pitch, but like, uh, I guess, hawk something, shill, if you will. <laughs> uh, it sounds pretty self-serving, Mike. <laughs> I can't believe you. How dare you? The <laughs> last guy we got on here, literally, what all the last guy we got on here was the nicest man in the world. <laughs> he just wanted to sell happiness <laughs> to the world. <laughs> Those are big <laughs> shoes to fill. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, Pod Nerdy, yeah, tell us about it. Uh, so, Pod Nerdy is a generalized geek, geek and nerd culture uh, podcast. That I do with my buddy Josie uh, pretty much every week. Uh, we've had a little bit of a slow up because uh, both of us got really sick after New York Comic Con. Uh, oh, but wow. we've been we're getting back on track slowly. But we mostly do reviews in the main body of uh, Pod Nerdy to Me. Uh, reviewing like nerdy kind of movies or television shows or some comics sometimes. Uh, we occasionally do interviews with uh, some comics creator friends of mine. 
Um, but yeah, that's... I really liked your your Comic Con episode. Actually, I just listened to it the other oh, day, awesome. and as I messaged you while listening to it, I can't believe I had forgotten the Foot Clan. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Foot Clan being uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, that was Shredder's <laughs> army, or was it Krang's army? It was Shredder's army. Yeah, because the, the they're fort. doing a a crossover with Batman. And it's yep. going to be completely bonkers because, like, Batman and the Damien Robin shows up in the the Ninja Turtles version of New York. And I guess Bane shows up, too. And he's like, <laughs> oh, there's a huge civil war. I'm going to also take over the Foot Clan. So he's, like, handing out, like, his, like, super steroid venom to, like, all the Foot Clan members. And, like, Bebop and Rocksteady are going to get venomed out. <sighs> nice. Oh, cow. A lot wow. of bonkers crap Isn't- is going to happen. Isn't there like a story in some comic? Ba- I thought it was Batman, where there's like a, a some organization called the Hand. Oh no, that's in Marvel. Daredevil. Yeah. yeah, it's in Daredevil. Okay, yeah, the okay. full. Yeah, that's actually yeah. how the Ninja Turtles came to be. Is uh, Eastman and Laird were fucking just wasted in a bar somewhere, and uh, they just kept uh, like going back and forth on the different kinds of trends that were in comics right now and so they were like ninjas are huge mutants are huge and so (laughs) teenagers and turtles so they were were like okay so we're gonna take the ninjas like the hand and they just called them the foot because that's why they did it and then oh my god that's they realized that the uh mutants from the uh x-men were so popular so they made just ninja like mutants that were just turtles (laughs) Damn, dudes, we could definitely sit down and come up with a great idea for a comic. In fact, Mike, you have come up with great ideas for comics, right? I mean, I, what, I don't what know have about you ideas, but I'm definitely like trying to uh, break in, so to speak. Um, I've been kind of cultivating uh, a group of friends who are in the business, and hopefully I can uh, work those connections at some point down the road. But, yeah, I mean, that's part of why I came on is... Uh, there is a Kickstarter out right now for this uh, collection of comic book stories. Uh, they're all about uh, tabletop role playing games and character deaths. So when you, when at least in Dungeons and Dragons, when you when your character is injured in a in a fatal way, uh, you have an ability to perform a death save. Meaning like you roll your dice and see if you're able to save your character with a roll of the dice. And that's where the title of the anthology comes from, Death Saves. Yeah. The first volume was entirely just about like Dungeons and Dragons and sword and sorcery style games. But with the new volume, Advanced Death Saves, we have been allowed to write about pretty much any kind of genre we wanted to. uh, As long as there's like a role playing game that supports it. And so uh, we have like way more writers and artists working on this book and there's like way more uh diversity in terms of like genre stories that are being told yeah it's awesome i i hopped on board uh elliot did you as well yeah yeah i i made a pledge as well and uh um it's so i I guess i'm just to break down the concepts a little further it's it's a collection of comics and a tabletop game so like there are that was a uh that was a stretch goal for the last volume they they would they created a module that you could actually play in dungeons and dragons 
called the uh, Complete Party Death Kill or something like that. Um, and it was basically a way for you to run it as like the the meanest dungeon master you possibly could oh, so that you could kill an entire party just with one game. Have you ever I come guess. up against a dungeon master like that? <laughs> I have not come across a dungeon master like that, thankfully. Uh, my, when I started dipping my toe into tabletop role-playing game, uh, my buddy Andy sent me a link to a Reddit that's entirely horror stories of just like the worst DMs. <laughs> and there was like one. Oh, no. Uh, there was one dungeon master who had created like uh, a furry type character and was like uh. hoisting it on all of his uh, player characters, like trying to force them into like relate like furry relationships. <laughs> that sounds like, hilarious. You, you got to write one like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think Josh man. looks interested. What about uh, Reginald, uh, whatchamacallit? Fluffy Tail? Yes, Reginald. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, could, we could write one <laughs> about him. <laughs> so I, I, I checked out the Kickstarter page. Uh, it seems like there's a donation check there, but my wallet level's a little low, so I failed. <laughs> what? What do you mean? He's talking about the fact that you have to roll... Uh, uh, different kinds of checks for for things. So oh, I, I, I guess because we played last week. Let's say you just played D and D. No, I'm an idiot. I apologize. You I apologize. I like, can you roll a perception check for me? <laughs> Josh, you you're a big into your check? tabletop as well, aren't you? I wouldn't say big. I mean, I've played a few times. It's it's something I'm interested in. I just I don't know. I I don't know. I would it's say you're basically the man who can bridge the gap between tabletop and computer role-playing games you know i mean i play play a lot of games that are based on tabletop rule sets but playing tabletop games themselves i've only played like a few times uh yeah that was how you knew test was it no you you got into playing tabletop through test yeah test and eric that was the group i played with for a little bit from the uh same team y'all podcast oh okay yeah um so yeah I have never played and it's something I've always wanted to do because it just sounds like a really fun time uh, to get together with your buddies, have beers, kind of like a poker night, but um, more entertaining, I think. And and a level of creativity as well, Elliot. Like, uh, so I had my first experience of this just last week. And who do you think the dungeon master was? I can tell you he's a mass of ours. (laughs) It was was Mike. (laughs) And... So, Mike, tell us about Spookums. Okay, yeah. Um, so, I was using a uh, a game system called Fate Core, and the awesome thing about Fate Core is that it is just a system that is completely uh, adaptable to any story. Yep. So mm-hmm. you can tell any kind of genre story you want. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a genre. You could, in theory, do like a real life game of Fate Core. Where you're just like, I don't know, like a businessman doing business things. (laughs) (laughs) Investing in the stock market. (laughs) Sounds exciting, Mike. Tell me more. I need you to roll a TPS check right now. (laughs) But uh, so what I I wanted to do was create like a short. And by short, I mean, like in comparison to like multi session campaigns for regular tabletops. Like I wanted to do a one shottable story uh that i could uh do i could put on for a bunch of my friends and see like who would be interested in like kind of dipping their toe further into the uh the role-playing game uh pool as it were 
So uh, I developed a story where it was basically me pulling from a bunch of, again, kind of like we were talking off mic earlier about the uh, nostalgia of Stranger Things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking at old 80s movies, particularly like Goonies, just setting up a group of kids who go trick-or-treating in probably a world that's something closer to, like, say, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So Stranger Things 2. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're running into monsters and such in a haunted it was, house. It was brilliant, man. I have to say, I had a ball. The best thing about it as well was that, uh, Mike, you put it on the day after my birthday. And as you well know, I was hanging to pieces. <laughs> I was yeah. in bed. So we had stayed out till close uh, after going out for happy hour. Yeah, not a good idea on a Friday. Just, <laughs> just bear that in mind. Uh, in so, so I was dying on the Saturday afternoon when we were heading around to Mike's. And I sat down and Mike was explaining to us the rules. And he, he had a hat there that we were all picking out our characters. And I got like the the dangerous loner of the group. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. I can just be an angry, grumpy man for the next three hours. You know, it, it, it eased the hangover immediately. And then like get, getting to do that little bit of role playing and that, that bit of riffing, particularly Mike, like I met some of your friends who I'd never met before. Um, mm-hmm. And such awesome dudes like uh, Mark and Andrew, I had never met before. I had met Alpha uh and there was there's a couple as well. Oh god, mm-hmm. I, I should remember names. I'm a disgrace. Those are Eric but, and Drea. Yeah. Eric and Drea. But they were all so much fun and everyone was ripping riffing off the characters. In fact, the way you were telling it, Mike, we were completely like sabotaging ourselves because <laughs> we were basically uh, role-playing so well that we were being stubborn bastards fighting each of our own corners and not working towards the goal of the greater good. It, it was... Uh, the alignments, yeah, the alignments were kind of misaligned in certain parts where people were very concerned about... But it I just made the for comedy like it was so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a time where so they... They had come across someone who had been bitten by a vampire, but he hadn't turned yet. <laughs> and there was a moral conundrum as to whether or not to preemptively kill him. <laughs> Dude, can I just and, say, uh, there were a lot of people standing around screaming, kill it, kill it, kill it, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's still a human for now. <laughs> <laughs> for now. Oh, my God. It was, yeah, it was, it was interesting because I ran the same game with two different groups, and it was just kind of fun to see where they decided to... <laughs> Uh, put their attentions. So it was really, it was, it was a lot of fun. Well, how long did it go for? How long till it to get? Actually, so, how does it end? Is it like you get to the end of the story and then? Yeah, they basically get to the or, end of the story. I had them fight like some kind of uh, eldritch vampire who was like trying to pull a like 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 kind of like a Catholic or Catholic god through a portal at midnight. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, they were able they were able to kill the the vampire at some point. Uh, because I just didn't have the amount of stunts that I had built up in the previous game uh, to kind of, like, deflect a lot of the damage, and they just, like, completely and utterly destroyed my vampire. <laughs> so he's he's completely we dead. Proud. But the other group, the other group, I was able to, like, structure stunts in a way so that I was able to uh, concede the loss. Like I said, like, my guy lost, but I ended up having the vampire, like, jump through a portal into the elder god's realm so that he lives to fight another mm. day cliffhanger ending so are you gonna 
get back to the drawing board after this, Mike? Come up with the next one. Is it going to be Thanksgiving themed? Is it going to be Charlie Brown esque? There was a lot of Thanks Killing themed. Thanks Killing. Oh my god! I was thinking about doing a holiday one, so maybe. Back around December, we might do like some kind of uh, holiday themed one. I can't quite think about it. Yeah, we were brainstorming a bunch of stuff, though. It'll be a completely different game with completely different characters. And then maybe I'll I'll let everyone create their own character this time. And oh, that might yeah. be something so that people get a little bit more invested. Um, I, I was doing my best to kind of lower the uh, creative cost of admission so that people wouldn't be so daunted in this yeah. first outing. So I created the characters this time. I appreciated that for sure. I was like, I was a little nervous that I would be out of my depth and maybe, maybe you obviously and a few of your friends might know exactly what they were doing. Um, but I thought you found a really good balance. Having created the characters as well was great because everybody knew exactly what they were trying to do and they, they felt like they could riff off it as well. You know, like even, um, I'm thinking of like, uh, Whitney as well, who was playing like the the Boy Scout of the group, was Whitney was fantastic. Such a ball with she it, like. exceeded my expectations <laughs> beyond anything I could have expected for a a first timer. It was fantastic. Oh, well, I I knew she would be awesome at it, but yeah, what a great group! I really enjoyed it, man. Good work, you. I can't wait for the next one. I'm really I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> Elliot, if you're down in the vi- in the area visiting, we can maybe try to schedule it so that you can get in on this next one. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, let me know when you think you have a date for that, and I'll see if I can make that work. Awesome. We so, should fly out Josh, too. Yeah. <laughs> just, do it the, just do it the old school way. Uh, just snail mail me the, the action, and then I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what have I want to do. And <laughs> Does it work to Skype someone in? Uh, I, so I listened to one actual play podcast, and they've done it before when – one of the members is sick and they don't want to get everyone else sick. They'll just Skype them in. Yeah. Nice. And then I guess everyone else rolls for them. You just need someone them. to roll for them. Yeah. 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 You just need someone to roll for them, which is fine as long as they trust them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you rolled a one again. What? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other really cool thing about the fake core system is that it's not uh, based on any like multi-sided dice kind of situation. Like you yeah. have a set of four six-sided dice that just have two pluses, two minuses, and two blanks. And all you're doing is totaling pluses against minuses and then see if you're able to do whatever you're doing. Yeah, it was brilliant. I have to say, I was expecting it to be much more complicated. I I was expecting just to be lost and to be watching the one or two people who knew what was going on. But uh, as you say, that fake core system seems to be a real, uh, real handy one for any kind of group who's looking to get started in this. Yeah, I mean... It was great because, like like I said, I, I, I use it to get people into the idea of tabletop. And I also use it kind of like as a, an audition for me to see, like, how I can pair up people uh, into various groups for. Because, uh, like, a lot of the people who did show up to Spookums were also interested in doing Dungeons and Dragons later on. Yeah. So that's Definitely. kind of like me. It was kind of a way for me to kind of see who to pair up in terms of uh, playability and stuff. 
Yeah, that's funny because so like when you were saying the contrast of our group versus the other one, I was thinking, well, would that make you more likely to invite certain people on certain mm -hmm. days and other people on other days? Just so <laughs> that, you know, you can find a nice balance either for yourself or for what you think would work for the group. I think it was I think, yeah, it's based on that as well as uh, just I think some people have uh, lesser. Uh, time constraints than others and it yep. might make it so that like i can do one monthly group and one bi-monthly group or something because mm -hmm. some people don't want to commit like a whole yeah. weekend every time yeah. but uh yeah so that's kind of what i was doing when i was doing that and then i actually found uh, a game of my own so that i can like play as opposed to dm which i'm pretty excited about awesome and i'm probably gonna steal a lot of stuff from this dungeon master because he already sounds really creative he was talking about he wanted to <laughs> How did you get do... involved with that? How did you find out about it? So I randomly met him when me and my friend went to a local bar, Taco Bamba, and we were just like at the bar. I know and Taco Bamba. He overheard us. <laughs> yeah. He was just talking to us about uh, comics and stuff. And then so he friended us on Facebook. And then a couple of weeks later, he posted that he had just finished writing a new campaign and was looking for player testers. And I was like, let me in on that. Excellent. Yeah. So it's like he's going to do like a sword and sorcery survival horror thing. Cool. Wow. But yeah, uh, that's that's kind of like it's weird. I'm glad that I'm actually starting to play now because I would feel like a huge faker if I didn't have any kind of role playing game experience by the time this Kickstarter dropped. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd just be like, oh, yeah, that's totally that. Because, <laughs> I mean, my story particularly is about... Uh, uh, it's like vindictive players. Um, mm -hmm. It's yeah. a it's about a group where the the role or the dungeon master responsibility uh, transfers from player to player each week, and they do different one shots each week. So and they're basically trying to screw each other over. Each yeah, time. yeah. Every time, like there's brilliant. just there's just two guys <laughs> in it, like or there's two guys in the group of five that hate each other. So every time one of them is a dungeon master, he's trying to kill the other guy <laughs> as badly as he can. And I can't wait to get it. <laughs> How much yeah. time is left on the Kickstarter? Have you um, I think it ends early November. So like, this is like the last days of it. Yeah. Uh, when, when this episode drops. Uh, so, um, yeah. So get so on at there, this guys. Point, the yeah. The last point I checked, we were just over just over two thirds funded, so it oh, would man. be fantastic to get the support. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you get that. Uh, those like the push in the last days. Usually, definitely, uh, yeah. we've got to get on Twitter, get on Facebook, Absolutely. get it, get it we'll shared. Let's get it funded. We'll put the link. We'll put the yeah, link. Yeah, in so the, anyone who's interested in like tabletop role playing games or. I don't know, have watched the guild or anything like that. I've, like, see, I've seen a bit of that. for them. Yeah. Nice. It's advanced death saves once again on it's Kickstarter. On. Get your um, fix of uh, tabletop role playing and comic book mashup. It'll be a lot of fun. That's so <laughs> nice. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would definitely like to just talk about the fact that um, in addition to the regular pod nerdy to me stuff, we're doing two different comic book podcasts that are kind of covering the two big upheavals at the, at the big two. Um, so Marvel is doing this big thing called legacy that I think is supposed to be like DC's rebirth, but it's failing at it like miserably. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Rebirth has been fantastic. Um, basically, they did like a soft reboot to their universe and kind of just like they're keeping a lot of stuff that happened from their huge reboot that happened about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of realigning things in terms of like some of the stuff that existed before the new 52. And they've brought a lot of core characters back to their uh, their like uh, ideal selves, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so like we cover that that's called rebirthing pains. And then we just started this Marvel legacy one called library of legacy, where we recap and review Marvel's legacy line of comics um, in the same way. Uh, yeah. And then what I was wondering actually as a complete uh, comic book novice, could I listen to the podcast and get a bit of enjoyment out of them without reading the books alongside? Cause my feeling is if I was reading the comics, I would definitely have to wait to listen to the podcast because people don't want spoilers mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, but yeah. as someone who I'm not going to go subscribe to 10 different comics now, but I'm, yeah. I might listen to a podcast about it. So that's actually what I did uh, before we started doing these podcasts. There used to be a podcast called uh, DCR, which was re- recapping and reviewing all of the new 52 comics. Yeah. And that's how I stayed abreast of the DC universe when I didn't want to review when I didn't want to buy those comics. Yeah. I just wanted to stay and, up to date. Um, but yeah, you could in theory, just pay attention to the entire DC and Marvel universes via our podcast. If you just didn't <laughs> want to buy the comics. Yeah. Steve O's Steve still kind of getting into, into comics a little bit. I mean, his favorite Marvel character is wonder woman. So. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot but, about that yeah, I, read, I, I definitely chided him about it the next day <laughs> in our chat group. Like, Wonder Woman, Marvel, for shame. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. One time. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Uh, actually, I bought yesterday, I bought, uh, well, I guess the last couple of weeks I've been trying to buy comics and read more just like graphic novels. And yesterday I saw, uh, there's a local kind of a bookstore in town and they had uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates's Black Panther. And so I oh, nice. I picked that up. I don't know if you've had a chance. I haven't it's great. had a chance to read it. I was hoping to read it before we got on here, but I haven't. It's um, it's really dense and hyper-political, but uh-huh. um, it's just so different from a lot of the, uh, the uh, superhero comics that are out right now. Like, it's addressing stuff like the concept of what it means to be a king, what it means to be a king in Africa mm-hmm. and what it means like, like in terms of power and stuff like that and the, and traditional structures and whether or not they should be there just because they're traditional. Yeah. Um, wow. It's, yeah. It's really heavy stuff, but it's great. It's really great. And the art is phenomenal for like the first 12 issues. Then it gets a little bit spotty, but other, but it, the writing stays strong throughout. It looks, it looks really good and I've heard great things about it. Um, but yeah, so like it's a just slowly kind of dipping my toe in as well. I mm-hmm. I read comics a lot as a kid, but I just got away from it, got more into video games and stuff. But now it's like it's I'm there's a lot of like this, like comics that are like saying more than just yeah just showing superheroes and fan service there. Um, like Amy reads Bitch Planet, which she enjoys quite a bit. And that's, yeah, you know, <laughs> like 
Uh, oh, what else? Nisha was like, telling uh, me that Tessa is going to be sending her uh, some bitch planet. So yeah, I'm I think really Tessa oh, was nice. talking about sending her a few. <laughs> oh, man. She was looking forward to it. Elliot, did you read The Flash that I left in your bag by accident? <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. That's what reminded me <laughs> that I just got this other comic. I see it laying well, on the floor. Well, once, right once you read <laughs> Black Panther as well, you can post me them both. And yeah, I'll yeah. get on them. Yeah, so, I mean... Rebirth is really new, fr- new reader friendly, and it's a good way of getting uh, accustomed to the DC universe. I I assume that Legacy was going to be the same thing. It definitely isn't, though. It's basically just business as usual for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they, there's no, there doesn't seem to be any kind of realignment of purpose or character or anything like that. It's and kind do of any of them tie into the movies, or are they completely separate universes? They're completely separate universes. Sometimes they try to bring up the same characters that are involved around the same time. For instance, Black Panther is coming out uh, in February, I believe, next year. Yep. And uh, just now they're going to be introducing his like classic villain, uh, Ulysses Claw. Oh, okay. He's being played by uh, uh, Andy Serkis. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, he made an appearance in Age of Ultron, which is a thing. Uh, but, uh, as a result, uh, Claw is showing up in this new arc that's, uh, going on in Black Panther, in Ta-Nehisi Coates' Black Panther, which is, which has been avoiding traditional, uh, supervillains. So I'll be interested to see how he handles it. Sounds so awesome. Cool. Elliot, you gotta let us know. Yeah, yeah, I'll do, we'll do our own rebirthing. Yeah. No, I'm just Oh yeah, yeah, I guess we do other like recap and reaction shows. Like we did one called Valor Riptus, which was a Game of yeah. Thrones recap and reaction show. Um, that one that was a cracked blast. me up completely. You had Marley on to yeah. <laughs> help you out with that one too. <laughs> yeah, Marley like Marley came out of nowhere. She asked to be on, I think, the first episode, and then just like freaked out. <laughs> I was like, okay. I I just I found myself texting Mike on. I guess uh, you would put it up straight away. On a Sunday night, Monday morning, yeah. right? Yeah, so night, I would morning. find myself texting you my best quote of the day <laughs> yeah, <laughs> while yeah, listening yeah. to it on a Monday, like or late morning, early afternoon and work. Oh, so many fantastic quotes from you guys. I just, you you slayed me completely. I, I, <laughs> if, if you only <laughs> listen to one that. thing up on early, please listen to Valoriptus. It is yeah, absolutely Valoriptus amazing. Is one of or, the ones I'm most proud of. If you just uh, want to learn a little bit about uh, Mike and Josie, li- listen to it and it'll get you hooked. You'll want to listen to everything on their network. It is awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, the one thing I do where we are kind of lacking, and which is why I love listening to you guys, is like we just don't have time to get through all the games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. like <laughs> we, we, like, you don't in say. Our entire run, in our entire <laughs> run of Pod Nerdy to Me, we've been able to review i think two video games we did oh no uh-huh. three we did a review for uh uncharted 4 mm-hmm. we did yep. a review for street fighter 5 and nice. then we did one for uh hellblade setting with sacrifice oh, oh. excellent so that's one that I, I played a little bit of recently and that i said i would play more of for this very podcast uh of course, I didn't because I'm a terrible bastard. Uh, <laughs> it is kind of spooky. It is, I, I would say it's definitely Halloween appropriate. Yeah, yeah it is. It's kind of cool. Could you tell me, Mike, the, my one issue with it in the first hour or so that I played in it was 
uh, it seemed a little repetitive. It was like unfortunately, you know, well, the, the, that first section when you are doing all the Val Raven stuff, when yeah. you're just kind of uh, looking for those sigils and unlocking yeah. stuff. And that running away definitely. from the fires or running past the yeah, fires. Yeah, that's the most repetitive part of the game. Does, it get, a, still, does it get away from that? Does it Does it change? Does it... A little bit, but ultimately it is still very, like, puzzle, bunch of fights, puzzle, bunch of fights. Yeah. The good thing about um, it is that, like, it does have a great atmosphere and it does have a really interesting story, you know? Um, yeah. So I'll definitely get back to it. And they consulted it. with actual mental health professionals and people who experience psychosis. Yeah. So, like the what you're experiencing from her standpoint is clinically accurate. Yeah, which is something that wow. was beyond me. Anyone who's ever felt anxiety, anyone who's ever like questioned themselves <laughs> about something, can can feel that. You know, when you're playing that game and you hear the voices asking. Why is she doing this? What she'll never make it. It's it's very. It feels real in in many. I ways. literally turned around because a voice said, "Like there's no light. You're going to die here." And I turned around and I couldn't make it back to the light, and I died. And I was like, "Ah, the voices are in my head, literally now." Oh my god. <laughs> Oh it's good. God. I saw. I thought you were saying you actually physically turned around and looked. Oh like no, no, behind no. you. <laughs> like, no, they were, but they were like, just okay. talking about. Like, I couldn't make it, so I turned the character around and tried to run back to where I started from, and I was just too far. Wow. Yeah. I said creepy. I would stream a little bit of that, but unfortunately, I didn't get around to it. But I did give Amnesia: The Dark Descent a go, which yeah. no is thanks. a really creepy game. Josh, I think you've played quite a bit of it. Elliot, you turned it on and then turned it straight off again, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> just walked through the hall. <laughs> I played maybe like 5, 10, 15 minutes at most, and it was just like, I can't. You just, like you're, the hairs on the back of your neck are standing up the whole time. And Absolutely. Yeah, it's so. Turn it, it off, it, and then you're exhausted. It It is a, a painful game to play almost. It's like the... The atmosphere is so oppressive. The sound design is amazing. Yeah, it, it's yeah. really, really good. It does, it does spook you. It, uh, whereas the graphics, I feel like haven't aged so well. It, it's everything's very blocky. And also, I found that if you picked stuff up and say, uh, like picked a broom up and tried to put it in fire. It wouldn't set on fire. And it was like, oh, isn't that quaint? <laughs> do, you yeah. remember, do you remember back in the days when games didn't have physics engines? And <laughs> <laughs> did, didn't have Aww. things that got set on fire and stuff. Josh, did you play a lot more of it? Would you tell me to go back to it? I streamed about 45 minutes of it, I think. Um, I mean, I've played maybe two, maybe three hours. Not not a time. I mean, I don't think it's a terribly long game. Like, I probably... Yeah. That yeah, might, I think that it was might, about eight. Th- yeah, that might put me at like maybe less, slightly less than a half, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I was enjoying it. I, again, I think this is another case of something shiny distracting me and not going back to it. But, uh, yeah. dude, um, this was the week for something shiny distracting us. <laughs> <laughs> it really, really was. I talked, I, I talked about playing until dawn with the wife. She wasn't having any of it. So, uh, that didn't happen. Um, convince oh, her, Josh. <laughs> convince her. It's worth it's, it. It's I've so tried. fun. M- Mike, did you ever get around to playing it? We still you? have your copy. I just thought about that. I was like, Boot it up. We need to finish it. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. You you will have a ball streaming it. I really 
I just wish uh, Nisha was up for it, but she doesn't like scary movies, so she has no interest. Mike, if you and Josie want an extra person to come along and stream it with you, I would just come along and watch. I, that yeah. game cracks me up. It's so fun. The whole it's so team- funny you mentioned the streaming because we've been trying to beat... We st- so when Netflix released that Castlevania anime... Yeah, uh-huh. we were like, "Oh, we're gonna play Castlevania three because that's what that anime is based off of." That's why you're, doing and it that. is, it has been solidly handing our asses to us for like <laughs> three months. We got stuck on we got stuck on a level for literally I think six hours, and I it was so frustrating. <laughs> Holy shit! And how long to play, is the game? I, I can only assume even more frustrating to watch on stream on stream. <laughs> That's is there awesome. safe states or because or, NES games when it's game over you start over from the beginning usually? Like, uh, we were playing on the Wii U, you... so luckily we, we oh. <laughs> oh, created yeah. like Two one states, of those points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the second time we were running through this like impossible level for us, uh, a Twitch streamer who or a Twitch uh, person had actually messaged us because he had seen us before. He goes, "God damn, you guys are tenacious." <laughs> <laughs> Do you think and you'll like, ever make it the word, or or we just suck at video games? <laughs> or I mean, I don't know. Josie is much better at video games than we are, but it's also been significant a significantly long time since either of us have played a Nintendo game and like yeah. suffered that brutal like pattern learning. Yeah. The NES Classic That's put me it in my box. It seriously <laughs> slapped me, put me in the box. <laughs> it's just like, you stay there for a bit. It is, those <laughs> games are impossible. Metroid was impossible. I don't know how anyone can play that fucking game. It is so difficult. Um, without safe states, without any of the modern mm-hmm. technologies. like it's Even like the games that we have today are already super easy, and you have constant autosave every 10 seconds. And it's yep. like, you don't have to try which i don't know they're getting harder now there's like demon souls dark souls like people are starting to kind of appreciate that more but the 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 difficulty between when games first started and today is insane i have been watching enjoying watching some people stream cuphead online and watching them yeah so that's another same boss over and over and over for like two hours (laughs) Uh, Cuphead was just gorgeous i I loved it yeah it looks and sounds amazing none of us have played it yet though have we no no i've got a i've got an xbox one so i might pick it up is it uh indie priced or is it full priced pretty sure it's indie priced like 20 bucks maybe oh yeah i think so i assume that could definitely get me to pick it up because i do like a challenging platformer from time to time i managed to get through super meat boy which is i just picked up a new laptop i think i might actually do it too yeah it it does look amazing uh and it's meant to be a lot of fun as well. It was getting high reviews and stuff. But yeah. I think when it when it comes to actual uh, platformers, the reason we got distracted and we're going to make all kinds of excuses for not having streamed this week, but Super Mario Odyssey came out on Friday. And yep. lads, I don't know about you, but that has just taken over my life. Yeah. <laughs> it is so much fun. I, I've never had this before. This is my first time ever actually receiving a Mario game on release date. And yeah. it's it's all I want to do. It is like just joy. It's it's, it's joy. pure happiness. It's, 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 it's it. beautiful graphics. It's beautiful sound. It's beautiful uh the 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 soundtrack is amazing. I just want to yeah. play it. And I've only got through the first couple of worlds. Um, because of other stuff going on at the weekends, but yeah, like it, everyone's feeling this, right? Josh, it's, Josh, <laughs> don't you be an naysayer now. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm really enjoying it as well. I, I do have nitpicky Woo! stuff, but whatever, I'll so leave it there. <laughs> I, uh, but it's it's a great game so far. I'm on like the I'm about to finish up the Sand World. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's the first Mario game I've had since I've owned since Galaxy, the first one. And if we're not counting like mm. portable ones, the only one, the one before that was Mario World. So yeah. whoa, Wait, you went from I, Mario World to Galaxy. So I've played Mario 64 before, but I never owned it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I played a little bit of it, but like I hate, like I hate the N64 controller. It's the worst goddamn controller ever made. Yeah, and so like, <laughs> um, and Mario. So many contro- people Mario swear control, by like, it, though, don't they? Don't I, a lot of people say it's like the greatest controller ever? Oh, well, they're wrong. I don't. That's fine. Think anyone does anyone think that? <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said that. I'm sure yeah, someone does, but like, world. Okay. <laughs> I see, I see streamers like streaming Mario 64 all the time because I know it's a big speed running game and things like that. But like, for your average player, I don't understand how people control Mario that precisely. Like in Mario 64, it drives me crazy. So yeah. um, I kind of yeah, agree but, with that. I I downloaded it on an emulator one time. That's basically the only time I ever played uh, 3D Mario. Uh, trying to control it. It is so, well, obviously it's so different from a 2D platformer. Right. Sorry that I even brought yeah. that up. <laughs> but I mean, it it is a completely different game. It's a completely different world. Like when you think of Mario, you think of 1, 3, and Super Mario World, and you mm. think of precision. And I totally, I, I agree, Josh. I, it's so much less precise, but it's so much more expansive and enduring. Well, right. I just like... The it the thing that I enjoyed the most about it was the satisfaction of finding a moon that you see somewhere yeah, and yeah. work out how to get there. There's just something about it. it's only a little icon on on a screen, but it's it's more enjoyable than a trophy. And you know I'm all about the trophies on like PSN and stuff. Yeah. Well, with like with some different with some uh, exceptions, like I think 3D Mario Land and 3D Mario World. Like that's been the mo of Mario games since Mario sixty four. Go yep. to the level, mm-hmm. find a star, find a moon, find a, sh- a sp- what, are, what were the ones in Sunshine sprite. called? S- sprite, shine, shine sprites, shine sprites. Something and did like that, they yeah. all control similarly? Because I feel like um, I Mario sixty four on the emulator felt exactly like this. The reason I couldn't play it was because something about the button mappings or whatever controller I had for the PC at that time, it just never felt right. Well, so I Mario sixty four. Like yeah. Mario 64 doesn't have a second analog stick, so that's pro- that, one of the main issues. There's no, there's no camera. Oh, there, yeah, there's slight camera control, but it's buttons, not not really like a stick or anything. Oh, you okay. couldn't use the C stick. There's no there is no C stick on the, on the N64 controller. Yeah, there must not have. Been. Oh, am I thinking? I think I'm thinking the GameCube. GameCube yeah, the GameCube yeah. had the C stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the 64 though, you have to think back. Like that was the first analog controller like analog stick on a controller and mario was the first like 3d platformer that used it and they were inventing like the control scheme that we still use today at that time and it's mind-blowing to think of like you're not just starting from scratch you're like inventing from scratch and it's yeah uh, so were sunshine and galaxy more like um odyssey were were they more playable were they more yeah, they, they, they used two sticks. They had the camera stick, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, they're much more, yeah. Like, uh, well, so Galaxy was the Wii, right? So you had the waggle controller and the nunchuck. Yeah. That's how you play that. So it was a little different, but it worked out just fine. I, I, I hate that some of the the movements in Odyssey are, are stuck behind waggle. That that drives me nuts. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I yeah. like it because I think it's they do it so subtly. Like you it's can't, optional. But, but it's, I, I play in handheld mode a lot. <laughs> oh. So that's oh. a problem. Yeah. Mike, it, you haven't picked up a Switch yet? Not? No, not yet. I mean, like, <laughs> like literally, I just you just gave me your PS3, and that's like the first. So, uh, so it, it was a bit of a tit for tat. That, by the way, uh, the reason yeah. I can now stream uh, is because uh, Josie from Pod Nerdy donated me an Elgato, which took me a little time to get set up, but I'm really happy about it now. And uh, I helped Mike out by giving him a PS3. One of the greatest. And it's, just been, and it's been fantastic because I've been able to like play all of these games that I've been hearing about, and I don't know, it's getting me back into gaming in a in a way that I've been wanting to for quite some time. That's awesome, so man. That's what we like to hear. What have you been playing? Uh, I played The Last of Us. I've been playing that pretty solidly, just because it's like spooky times. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> I, because the first time I I, I saw like because I didn't, I was too intimidated by it it was too scary it was i i thought it was going to be more survival horror than it actually is yeah and uh so i just watched josie play it the entire time and i was like this is the best movie i've ever watched <laughs> it really is uh, somebody I, tell ellie i tried to get I, well, I tried to get my uh wife to watch while i was i, I would like put it on easy mode because yeah, uh-huh. and, and she was interested for a while but the problem is is like as you, there there are, are plenty of times where you're, she's just like is this fight over yet? I'm like, I'm getting there. Hold on. You know, so. <laughs> so in easy mode, do you have to like redo the part where you're trying to turn the generator on <laughs> or can you get that in one go? Why? <laughs> oh my God. The generator. Are, are we talking, are, are you talking to me or Elliot here? <laughs> but I'm talking to I... you, Josh, but I'm, I'm nudging towards Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> that part was Really hard, and I forgot the buttons when I I should have I should have done a dry run before turning on the streaming of like learning the buttons. Because I was what was I doing? Just like crouching and standing up and crouching and standing up. Like, what are you doing? And then the and then I opened the menu accidentally, and then I opened the PS menu. It's like I can't find the button to fucking turn this generator on. Uh, that was like twenty minutes of the fucking stream, but it is it is a great season for that, and I should be using. I have no excuse to not be playing Last of Us right now. But yeah, seriously, sort of. Last of Us. Mike, have you booted anything else up, or has that just been taking your time so far? That's been taking my time, but I think the next one I'm gonna get, uh, I'm gonna go playing through is uh, Deus Ex. Uh, which um, one do you have? Human Revolution. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Ooh, I liked it on. P- I liked it on PC. I don't know if I'd enjoy. I it loved it on PC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I found it a little hard to get into, but I I should probably take the time at some point. Did because I'm follow the series after that. Uh, I, I think I want to though. I've heard it's really great, but uh, yeah, I I'm complete shit at first person, and then Josie was like, "This might be able to train you up for it because I know you like doing stealth stuff, so at least you can rely yeah. on the stealth stuff first. Yeah, yeah, it's like a slower paced first person. It's like an RPG. Um, oh man, go yeah. go full stealth. It's the only way to With play guns. It. It's really <laughs> it's. It's. I still have to finish the DLC actually. Uh, I, I got. It. I finally did some mileage one. out of that still. Yeah, I haven't played uh the hell is a new one. Um, Man, Mankind Divided. Mankind Divided. Yeah, I, I heard it's not that great. Yeah, I heard it's uh all right, but I still if it if it's at least the same game similar gameplay to Human Revolution, I think I'd probably still enjoy it. So I'll have to check. It'd be it fun. No, I no. think they threw in a lot more action elements and a lot more action. Uh, what do you call it? Perks that you can rank uh, up. Mm. So. Uh, 
it seems like there's less of a focus on stealth and a lot more on, you know, bombastic, crazy shit going down. So <laughs> it, it's not necessarily the same game, but I don't know. Maybe you'd still enjoy it, Josh. Fun nerdy me actually <laughs> sat in on the Comic-Con panel when they were explaining that new when it was a new game. Yep. And they were showing some of the stuff that he could do, like shooting the arm blade out now and having it explode as like a thing. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, wait, did they steal that straight out of Metal Gear Solid 5 or what? What do you, what do you mean? He can yeah, shoot like, thing, so, a, a part of his you know arm? How he has those, those arm blades, right? Like, like, it, like this whole thing like flips out of his arm, almost like, uh, <laughs> like Deadpool in that God awful Wolverine prequel. And oh God. You can, yeah. You can shoot that blade out, and then it can like wedge in the wall, and then that that itself can also explode. <laughs> Shameless. And I was damage. like, I was like, they are really amping up the action side of this thing. I thought yeah. this was supposed to let you go different kinds yeah. of ways through it. You subtly throw the exploding <laughs> knife blade. <laughs> it's a silent grenade. It's a silent yeah. grenade. <laughs> So the big news this week, uh, if you've been uh, following along or uh, spend much time on the Internet talking about video games, is about NeoGAF, the uh, the long running video game forum kind of going up in smoke there. Yeah. Uh, after some sexual misconduct allegations against uh, the owner came out, um, I guess a bunch of mods just kind of like up and left in protest. And then he wasn't able to obviously control the content so it went down for about was it 24 hours it was down it was down for like i want to say like almost two days but i don't have an okay. accurate number but it was it was down and all the mods basically left so mm -hmm. it was really there there i think the sysadmin was still there and then i think maybe one other guy but it was really just like those three at that point that were and I think oh, maybe shit. people a lot of people were surprised by the allegations a lot of people well, were not surprised. Yes, the allegations. <laughs> so and the, a lot of people were just disgusted by the way he responded to yes. the allegations. Yeah. So the owner came. The owner who his handle is Evil Lore, Evil O R E, uh, and his name's Tyler Malka, and he he's like the sole owner of NeoGaf. And there's been <clears throat> there's been history back for a while, years now where like there's he's posted about you know you know, grabbing a woman's ass in a bar because he wanted to show her that he wasn't going to be a, a mark, if you will, like, you know, yeah. try to buying be her a drink. And yeah, she's yeah. so so like there's and there's also been a lot of practices that have the moder the moderators on the site have been they basically like he have to come back and clean up a mess that evil, you know, evil or came in and banned someone for doing something. And everybody's like, wait, what, what did you just do? You just did make like you made like a snap decision. And now you're leaving us to deal with the fallout. What the fuck, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So there's so this was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will. And I know there's allegations on both on from the the the, the woman who initially made the allegations to about Evil Lore and Evil Lore re released a statement, which was he basically just he handled it in like the worst possible way. It was unbelievable. Like, he basically it, came out and he said it's she has a mental illness, which is not really the best oh, thing yeah. to say. Just like downplayed <laughs> like, her. It's unrelated, you yeah. know, yeah. this thing happened and she says it happens. He could say it didn't happen. But to say, yeah, this girl is mentally ill. Lots of people are mentally ill. Lots yeah. of people mm -hmm. are trying to deal with 
depression and all sorts of mental illnesses. And for him to just say, oh, disregard what she says because of this yeah. is disgusting. It's- so like him coming out and, and making that statement was just it, like I said, the, probably the worst possible way to have handled it. If it had been like a, a relatively mature response, you know, keeping it like this sort of he said, she says, because there's no there's no criminal charges here involved. This is right. all the, this is all the court of public opinion. Which yep. Yep. Uh, so I mean I I obviously I can't say either way legally that he he's guilty or innocent or whatever I mean that's fine but it's just the way that it was handled that everybody was just kind of like fed up and the, you know also his previous post history with stuff about yeah. things mm-hmm. like this were just and, played into it it just makes yeah. it seem more yeah. like like as you say it's the court of public opinion and everything that has happened previous to this you know well yeah. okay he's neither. Said, nor innocent. Well, we don't, but, we don't, we don't know, but that's not our decision to make. Yeah. But we can make our own decisions whether to continue to support that, to support him, or continue using that site and things like that. So, mm-hmm. so people definitely decided they would not continue. Well, so well, the big, the, all the moderators left. So there's no yeah. one to run the site. I mean, I mean, there's you know, the, like I said, the, the two or three guys that were remaining, but the moderators there on NeoGaf, their role was to you know make sure that discussion didn't really go off off the rails, make sure people weren't posting graphic content, you know, basically keep the peace, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, but yeah, it was just a matter of once they left, that was like this sign that like, oh, the, the rats are leaving the ship. Maybe we should, you know, t- maybe we should kind of look elsewhere or figure or something. And the moderator team is a, probably the biggest part, uh, not probably, definitely the biggest part of what makes NeoGAF such a, a respected place to have a discussion. You have, uh, industry people, developers like Cliff Blazinski, who's famous from Gears of War, like he posts there. Um, and and, and, and lawbreakers. Yeah, <laughs> he did that one too. Um, but but the, these people get in there and they have discussions like uh, with fans. And fans have discussions with developers. Developers have cited NeoGAF as like you know they'll see the thread on their game to like find out what they need to fix and you know and it was really like Twitter is kind of does a lot of that now but back when it first came out what 10 11 years ago um it was it was how we all communicated with each other and having that moderation of keeping the peace keeping everything civil keeping everything on track is what kind of allowed that to happen so gaff without moderators is just 4chan like yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah so and and, th- and also to kind of go back to what you're saying about the internet you know generally respecting gaff there's Levels of that. I mean, it's not like held up. As, I mean, maybe a while back it was, you know, held up as like the the foremost the foremost place to have video game discussion on this stuff. I mean, yes, you will have trolls from Reddit and Vote and 4chan and whatnot that you know are just like, you know, screw NeoGaf, it sucks. I hate everybody. I'm gonna, I'm going to sit here and skin my cat. Um, yeah. But it's uh, it's just, yeah, it's just it's 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 a. I would say just it's just a nice little hub. It's an aggregate of information for people to use for gaming. And a lot of people use it for like the off topic section, which was basically everything mm-hmm. that's not gaming. Like there was politics discussion. There was a uh, wrestling discussion. All this all, pretty much every major sport had its own community. Uh, every like yeah. fandom had its own community. So mm-hmm. it was just a place where people could come together and discuss what they wanted to talk about, whether that was games or anything else, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly the- offers stuff that Twitter just never could. Well, you Twitter. Know, so the the bigger difference is that Gaff reg- had a relatively closed, well, not closed registration, but the open registration policy they had was restricted to not or to paid emails only. So you could use like an EDU yeah. account, a work account, or like uh, 
you know, uh, what you mean, what should we call it? Uh, like you can contact your, I, your ISP. Yeah, paid domain work too. But yeah, you contact yeah. your ISP to get an email address too. So that kind of weeded out a lot of the spam. So you can't Gmails, just you can't you can't have someone go create like thirty Gmail accounts, register them all on NeoGAF, and then ooh, I've got I'm I now control thirty members. Time to ship. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so Josh, um, what like it has it left a void? What what's going to happen from here? I know you and Elia were both big into NeoGAF. Like, where do you go from here? So one of the things that happened there was. This, like I said, this was kind of a long time coming and there have been rumblings about this in various communities, you know, like, well, what, what happens if this, if this just, if, if NeoGAF were to suddenly disappear tomorrow, what would we do? Mm-hmm. And I know like, for instance, there's a community that I'm in uh, where one of our users got banned from NeoGAF because he questioned Evil Lore's decision to ban, to ban someone in the thread about uh, the guy from Screen Junkies being uh fired for sexual misconduct like people were like why the fuck did you ban this guy he was just asking a question you know and yeah. then, then just yeah. everybody started getting banned like that was questioning it and so really? so was that um, was that when you came on slack and you're like stay out of the gaff threads because uh, evil lord is going nuts and this no, was like a day or two before oh yeah yeah i told i i was i was like stay out of that thread because if you say anything wrong you're gonna get banned so yeah. um wow uh yeah, so we would we had gone back into my little community and we just kind of just discussing like what are we going to do? And we we already have our own separate forum that we we had set up to play like uh, mafia games and things like that because mm-hmm. um, some of the stuff you need in mafia is to have separate chats for like the mafia team and things like that, which I can't we can't set up on NeoGAF because we're not moderators or anything like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, we needed a separate forum. Um, so we were like, well, I don't know, what, what maybe we could just take our old forum. And uh, then it turns out there was another group that was put together that was working to make this a whole new site and they put, I don't know what the hell they were doing, but they didn't sleep for like a week. And this all started back on, Oh God. Like I said, what Elliot, what, like Monday of last week, right? Something yeah. like that. So I was flying back from Mexico. Uh, and when I landed, I, I saw all this, like all the news about NeoGAF being down. So that's when it started for me. I don't know if it was like before that, but that's Sunday night. Okay. Yeah. So r- roughly around that time, and I mean, I had heard that other communities on GAF had kind of been having the same discussions that Mafia GAF had been having. Um, but around that time, there was rumblings of like this group of people that were coming together and they're saying, we want to, we actually want to do this. We're going to pull the trigger and we're actually going to do this. So let's, we're going to make a new forum. We're going to make it better. We're going to fix all the problems that we had before. I mean, it was like this incredibly lofty idea. And uh, so for the next like few days, they sat down and they organized, like they got they did a massive amount of organizing. So they, they reached out to all of the community, the communities on GAF. So, you know, persona GAF, major league baseball GAF, you know, college football GAF, politics GAF, all these, all these different communities numbering up into like maybe the eighties, maybe it might've hit a hundred at one point, but it was just a a lot of users. And they basically were like, Hey, we're going to set up this new site. We want to have, we want you to go through your communities, vet your members to the best ability you can. And then we're all going to, we're going to bring them all in, in waves to, get this new site going. Um, and uh, what they did was they, uh, I, I joined, I ended up joining the discord chat to kind of follow on. They, they organized this all over discord. It was insane. Like the, mm-hmm. the general discord channel they, had, had like 2,500 members in it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then of course each community had their own discord where they were kind of handling all this stuff on the back end. Yeah. Um, 
And so once they started, once the site was up, the site was announced that it was up and, oh, I should probably start. The new site was called Reset Era, spelled Reset E-R-A. I pronou- it's, <laughs> and pronounced Resetera. <laughs> it's mostly pronounced Resetera as far as I can tell. Uh, I mean, their like off-topic discussion that they have on that site is basically called Etcetera, which, okay, clever pun. I'll let them have it. I do love that. I do love that. <laughs> so, yeah, well, so I'll just I'll just refer to Resetera from now on. So the Resetera guys, they basically worked with other communities, said, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring your guys in in waves. We're going to send you a, a code. Uh, the code will be available for X amount of time. Go to the website, use your email address, use the code, get in. Now you're a member you're of, the, of the thing. The reason they did all this was because they're, they're, they had caught wind of, and out of curiosity, I went and looked around on the internet too, which by the way, I think I need to burn my phone and several other electronic devices I own. Um, so like websites like 4chan, 8chan, uh, uh, the uh, Ki- Kiwi Farms, Vote, they're all like, hey, we're going to get in there. We're going to troll the shit out of this site. You know, we're going to get our own accounts. Take it down. Going to get in there and just t- and take them down. So Wow, before it was even set up, up, people were trying to sabotage it. Oh yeah. So the moderators in discord had been, had like hinted that there was, well, not even them, uh, people on Twitter had been posting screenshots of the general discord. So we knew that people were in there that shouldn't be in there anyway. So, yeah. So you had spies. Yeah. Yeah. We had a mole. Yeah. Oh, there were, there were, I'm sure there were several, but the first, the first waves were all these different communities. And this happened over a period of a few days. The, the community members got in, they used their code. Um, I'm sure a few people managed to make it in. I don't know. Um, so I'm sure we'll see how the moderating team on, on Resetera handles that as it comes up. But um, uh, the after the codes were all sent out, uh, they came back and said to everybody in the general discord, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a code up. Here's the estimated time it's going to come up or the range of time when it's going to appear. It's going to be open for 10 minutes. Go in and get in if you if you can. Because the people in general discord had generally been vetted as well, maybe not as part of a community or maybe they missed their time frame because of time zones when their community got in. Um, And so people in the general discord like, oh, there's the code. Quick, go. And the moment someone screenshotted that and put it on Twitter, we the 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 moderating guys killed the code. So Uh um, so they, they were doing this to try and keep the trolls at bay as much as possible. Um, again, I'm sure Gosh. some of them managed to get in, but there's there there was a reason for the secrecy, and I know some people were like, "Oh God, I missed it. This sucks." But in general, from the topics or the discussion that I've seen in the the, the general chat on the Discord, um, yeah, I, I mean, there yeah, there were some people that were kind of heartbroken over it, but I mean, I think most of them were available, able to get in eventually. Um, but before they once they did that, uh, all registrations were closed for a bit while they prepared for the open registration. And they were doing a similar policy as to what NeoGAF was, which was you have to have some some sort of paid email, no Gmail, no Hotmail, things like that. But uh, what? So they got open registration open, I think the next day, something like that. I don't know. It was it didn't take very long for them to get it back up. But uh, sooner, soon that soon after, though, uh, the one of the mods actually might be one of the admins. I don't know. One one of the staff posted a thread saying we have hit our 100,000th post. Yeah. And it took 33 hours and like 56 minutes. Wow. At that point, they that had like 9,000 users. And I think right now, let me pull up the site. They've got uh, about 21,000, uh, 20 some thousand users. Yeah. 21,000, I think, give or take. Holy shit. So this thing That's has been spiking amazing. like crazy. And it's only been open since Wednesday around 2 Pacific, which is when they yeah. made that announcement. Oh, my God. 
Has there ever been like this kind of a mass exodus from one forum group to yeah, another it before? It just so sounds like an incredible great. undertaking. I, I I can't imagine the amount of work that went into setting that up that quickly. You know, like you don't even have time to second guess yourself. You just have to be like, this is how we're doing it. And we're just going to roll like. Yeah, they, they had people that were moderating the Discord channel itself. Um, and then mm-hmm. they also had moderators that were dealing with the site. And then they also had some dev guys that were doing the actual work while the moderators kept everybody else at bay. Um, so, God. yeah, I, I, there, I've seen some posts on Resetera, you know, where they're basically like, yeah, we didn't sleep at all. <laughs> it was just 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 staying up and making sure we get this off the damn ground. So, yeah, it's, I guess, Josh, as, as somebody who's never been on NeoGAF, who uh, I wasn't part of that community, I'm like, uh why, why would I want to join Resetera? And I I kind of, I am, as you can tell, I'm on a podcast chatting about games. I right. want to chat about games. Right. So mm-hmm. that's a good reason. But how is it going to be different? You know, so, how is it going to be good? How is it better than 4chan? Well, that's not a very, oh. lo- that's a pretty low bar. Going outside and yelling at strangers is better than 4chan. Um <laughs> So, uh, the, like I, so like I said back about NeoGAF and with and Resetera respectively, they uh, are similarly. They're both doing the e- paid email thing, which keeps out a lot of the spam accounts. So yeah. again, some trolls are going to get in because some people just have that amount of free time, I guess. Um, but they also uh, they have a whole new moderation staff. They they didn't retain any of the moderators from the original from NeoGAF. So um, I think a lot of the Neo, the NeoGAF moderators are there, but as users, not as moderators. So that's really interesting. So it's a whole new team. It is people who were not yeah. necessarily happy with how NeoGAF was going. Yeah, and they've they've, sta- they've stated good. it several times. They're basically like, "Look, this is a fresh slate. We're not going to be discussing NeoGAF. We're not going to be discussing Evilor and his stuff." Even yeah. in like the general Discord chat before this all went go, and they were like, "You know, get it out of your system." <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, so they're just they they want to make a clean break, and they want to just kind of. Do what Gaff did best before it just kind of seemingly went downhill. You know, generate discussion, uh, have thought, relatively thoughtful interactions with other other gamers. You know, I mean, yes, there's always some kind of maybe oddballs that end up on the site, and you ha- you'll see a thread that's like, "I set my cat on fire. What do I do?" You know, so there's there's, <laughs> there's always weird stuff like that that will slip through. But I think for the most part, they just want they just want people to feel comfortable they don't want people to be censored by a moderation staff and or just a, a rogue moderator that goes through and just silences any dissent things like that yeah, yeah. i guess that's I mean, a big thing about it it is basically it's more of a, a team mm-hmm. uh ownership but is, is it even an ownership like who owns this yeah, who owns one person that? owns you so, who owns this so i i don't uh, man, I don't, I don't know the names or any or anything um but i know there's a, a there's a group name names they did <laughs> <laughs> i know they formed a limited liability ca- company an llc at the top yeah. so and i know huh. there's there's multiple owners not just one so uh, I, I don't know yeah. which who's who on that but i just i know that there's at least not just one owner this time oh, so it can't be some kind of autocrat just yeah. yeah, now, now, now at worst, it's an oligarchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the things they've also been posting a lot about is um, they want to be more transparent. So like on NeoGAF, like when someone got banned, you're like, what, what, what happened? What to happened? Guy? Yeah. You know, no, nobody knows. Um, and so on Resetera, one of the things they're at, they're doing is they want to have 
more transparency revolving that. So if someone's banned, you'll be able to find out what the reason was that was they were banned for. Like if it's yep. if it's something but not not necessarily if it's something that's not like pornography or gore, you know, what they'll do is they'll probably just link to the post that got them banned. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if it's, you know, like pornography or gore, they're going to kill that post as quickly as possible and then like edit whatever they want into that to make it seem. They also have mm-hmm. a warning system where they can basically add like a red bar to the top of someone's post that says, Hey, stop, don't do that. See this reason why, you know, or oh, nice. so, so, um, oh, it's good. They're trying, they're trying to do better so that you don't have like these people that just ban for no reason whatsoever, apparently. So that's, I think why. that's what built up a lot of the ill will from Gaff was just mm-hmm. like, that that just wild banathons for no reason, yeah, uh, or no, no no understandable reason. Like, yeah, there were a couple people that just like uh, a couple of the moderators from back way back that either a are now in jail or b you know just kind of went nuts and said I'm just going to ban this guy for disagreeing with me. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's it's a little interesting. I know it seems like everybody's really happy about the new site. I mean, re- there's a ton of visitors and a ton of posts, and threads. I like that. Um, and actually, while I was while we've been talking, I've also been browsing. It looks like they just introduced some new front end stuff. Looks like oh. you, like you can see different colors for quoted posts and things like that. Uh, oh yeah, just little icons for each of the sections. QOL so stuff. Cool. Well, um, it's the first time I've ever posted in a games forum, and all of the responses have been like helpful and uh-huh. yeah, and interesting. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a new world, a, it's a, a new bit, era for it's, me. Certainly. It's a honeymoon period. I will definitely say. Yeah. It's it'll, true. It'll be interesting to see what happens in like a week or a month to see what's what happens. But I mean, like I said, most most of the posts that I've seen on there so far are ge- people that seem genuinely interested to be there. And they're really happy that they have a new home, for lack of a better term. Uh, yeah. And like the amount of traffic versus. So in the time that we're talking right now, NeoGAF has gotten its forms back up. Um, mm-hmm. They've got their off topic back up online. But like most of the stuff, at least on NeoGAF is people asking about how to get to Resetera. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, there's, there's been someone posting on like Twitter and I think in a different discord I'm in where they're like showing the posts over time. Um, and it's like a factor of like five to one Resetera versus NeoGAF. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like the super Mario Odyssey official thread, like both sites have one. And when I last checked it, which was a few days ago, uh, I think the GAF thread had maybe four pages and the Resetera one had like 30 yeah pages of posts and it was just like several orders of magnitude more discussion going on now a lot of a lot of that is i think a lot of people are lurked to the old site and they they've the the moderation staff has clearly been pounding out approvals or the at or yeah you know because they got a ton of people in like yet mm-hmm. yesterday i think there were ten thousand people added alone oh roughly. man so added to what sorry added to, to resetter yeah resetter wow. sorry yeah um, so the, it might be people that lurked NeoGAF, but never got approved. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. it might be people that were banned from NeoGAF and, you know, some of them were probably rightfully banned. So I'm sure the moderators and got their eye on those guys. Um, yeah. and then other people that just dro- jumped ship. So you, the whole thing was they had to get all the content on there. So this is still, like I said, that honeymoon period where everybody's kind of getting their communities back up and running. You know, there's, uh, so there's going to be a lot of new posts at the outset, just because they have to get it on there. So like I said, we'll see in like a week or a, or a month or something, maybe it'll still be hopping, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, so far it looks like it's on track to being just fine. A lot of the, the impetus to the drove people from gaff to 
uh, through et cetera, was inherently political as well. It was kind of a, like a, a, a line that was drawn because, you know, sexual misconduct, um, it, it kind of fired up politically on both sides. You have like generally, I don't know why that's political. Yeah. It's like first, but yeah. like the yeah. you know, one side was like, you know, that's not that bad. And the other side was like, the vast majority is like, let's get out of here. We don't want to deal with this anymore. And so those people were most of the ones that left. And what, what remained in calf was just like, at least for the first few days, it seems to have calmed down a bit, but just like these disgusting, uh, Gamergate alt-right posts, just like infiltrating almost everything. And it was, um, you know, sites like 4chan talking about going in and taking it over and, or crashing it, just like wrecking the party, and that's all politically motivated. It's. I mean, I, I will say that clicking on an ad screen. generates the same amount of revenue whether you're alt right yeah. or Sally from next door. <laughs> yep. So it's it's I don't know if how upset they are. Like Evilor is posted traditionally very progressively in terms of like the messages he tries to send. Obviously, in, in action, he's a very different person, but. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Well, I think we'll we know what he's trying to do here. He's trying to like continue not having to work and keep the ad revenue rolling, no matter where it comes from. But um, it's 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 a sweet kind of irony that he goes from f- fancying himself as this voice of progressiveness to being like the leader of like the premier alt right discussion video game forum potentially. Um, yeah, maybe like a little bit it. more of a bitter irony. I mean, than a sweet one, I think. I, I mean, well, m- maybe Gaff comes yeah. back on its feet. I don't know. It's, it's just possible. a matter. Of, it just depends on what the clientele is going to be. And like you said, I think it's it a it's a honeymoon period for Resetera. The same way, it's kind of a I don't want to call it honeymoon, but it's still kind of a, just a temporary phase right now. It's like it's the, the, the spare period. period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that shakes out as well. Sorry, you were going to say something, Mike. Oh no, I was just wondering, like if. But like with Resetera up the way that it is and as as well as it seems to be doing, like, I mean, the idea of uh, Neo Gaff kind of recovering and kind of going back to the way it was. I don't I don't know if I really see that, you know, mm-hmm. like, no. I, I feel like it like it's just you can't go back to the way it was at this point. Well, I mean, a lot and a lot of the prolific posters on Neo Gaff have already jumped ship, like the guys who create the, the official topics for communities or like. Who, a new game comes out like the Mario Odyssey thread, like uh, Elliot mentioned, you know, someone makes an, an official thread that's got a lot of pictures, a lot of text, a lot of information about the game. And then people just go nuts discussing it on those things. So it's almost like its own yeah. website. Like yeah. the, the, the complexity of these threads is beautiful, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and a lot of those people have already jumped ship. So, I mean, I've, I, I've been reading wow, threads so here on Gaff every now and again. Mods create those threads? No, 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 no. users. Oh, so I mean, a mod, a mod might, but I mean, could, users, yeah. users generally yeah. are the ones that do it. Like, so the mod, the, the like, moderator's job is just to keep the peace. I mean, the users typically generate the content. So, it with, with Tyler Malka still there, I don't think you could ever go back to how NeoGAF used to be. Like, yeah, you, you'd have to if he cared about it, he would walk away from it because it can't be the same with him. But then he has to start working for a living. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, like there's been people in there talking because I, I still out of just 
uh, morbid curiosity, go check the threads. By the way, there's a couple threads today. Don't click on them. There's stuff in there um, <laughs> that you don't want to see on a work computer. Um, God. But uh, like people were asking, like like mentioning, hey, what we're just going to have to do is, you know, once all these new people, we're just going to have to step up and create our content. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you do, good on you. But it's just a matter of what will and when. Yep. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's the Resetera site is beautiful. Uh, the community seems to be it largely like what was good about Gaff kind of in this new this new site. And it's very promising. It's um, just it's just incredible that like as I've been following along the whole process with on the, in the discord, it's just, there are so many steps where this should have failed. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the easiest part was getting a forum because Zen Foro is what they're, is what they're using. And it's pretty easy to just pop up a Zen Foro forum and then do some customization tweaks and boom. But I mean, yeah. there's There's things like server stability, customization, organi- organizing all these different groups. Like, yeah, those guys were on fucking Red Bull. like constantly. <laughs> There's, there's a, like I said, there's a million reasons or steps during this entire process where something just could have gone horribly wrong and it somehow didn't. So yeah. I, yeah, it's just amazing how much yeah. is going on there right now. Yeah, we so, need a, a behind the scenes Netflix documentary. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking that it definitely feels yeah. like something that I, was, I, was, I, I wish I was people actually, were documenting as it was going down. I was actually talking yeah. to someone about that, and I think there might be one. Some I think someone did get bored, and they're like, I was thinking about doing something like that. So we'll see. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm gonna I'll I've got my account on the new site, so I'll keep checking it out and see what's going on though. And I made my first ever forum post. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was about my short attempt at playing uh, Amnesia: The Dark Descent, and uh, <laughs> how much it actually gave me nausea <laughs> because of the terrible graphics and the shuddering effect. But yeah, I've been enjoying it. As I say, uh, the comments that I've made and the comments that I've read—it it seems like a really positive place. I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see what life could be like on a game reform. Yeah. It's it's addictive. Like I've I, I've spent I'm sure entire years of my life because I was I've been on Gap since like 2006. <laughs> oh man, you have me, you have me beat by a year. Damn. Oh shit. <laughs> it's and I still have the muscle memory of when I'm bored, like Control T for a new tab, and then you start typing like NEO, and then it auto populates the rest and enter. So I just have this like boom <laughs> to like see what's on the front page of Gap and like. When, you're gonna when have I'm to change to to, that control I know. T R E S. <laughs> I know. Well, guys, anything else going on? Or yeah, between now and then, what are we gonna play, Mike? What have you got on your radar? Uh, so I'm gonna be playing probably The Last of Us pretty solidly from now until at least Halloween, and then I'll probably start like cutting it with some. Uh, Super Nintendo classic. Oh, yes. Are you streaming Last of Us? Oh, no. I don't have the streaming stuff. Like, all the streaming stuff's over Ah. at Josie's. And, like, we do the full, like, like green screen setup and everything. Nice. uh, As we're streaming. So, uh, it it takes a while. So, yeah, all that stuff's over at his place. Um, And that's where we do most of our streaming. But, yeah, I'll be playing the, The Last of Us. And then... The, the NES classic stuff, and then I'm I'm really into getting into Deus Ex. Oh uh, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Elliot? Oh man, I'm Destiny Two. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Send me messages every Mario. day to play with you. 
Mario and Destiny, but it's it's Halloween right now, so I, I feel like I'm I want to stream some uh, Last of Us. I should be playing Silent Hill is what I should be playing, but um, I want <laughs> I, I love this time of year. I love like the the macabre, and I love like I don't know playing something scary, and I should I should be streaming it. But uh, between now okay, and Halloween, so play Silent Hill. Josh yeah. will tell you. Josh, tell him play Silent Hill. <laughs> play Silent Hill. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> He's not convinced you will, Elliot. That's the problem. I know. How many times has he said those words, though? They mean nothing to him now. <laughs> so, God, I'm, play Silent Hill so I can stop saying it. Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to be streaming more of Super Mario Odyssey. I streamed the first uh, hour and a half, I think. The the first two worlds. Uh, what did you call it? Cascade? No, no, Cascade Kingdom? Cascade and, Kingdom and... And then... Uh, uh, that was Fossil Island. That was Fossil something, but okay. Fossil? No, it was Cascade something, wasn't it? It was Cascade, Cascade yeah. It's familiar. Okay. All and, right. Go ahead. The, the Cap <laughs> and Kingdom. Toast. And what was the second one, Elliot? Toast. The, the, the town was Toasterina, but the kingdom Toasterina. was the Sand Kingdom? Something like that, yeah. Ah, so, oh. uh, yeah, that's right. So I, I, I streamed both of those, and I'll be streaming a lot more of uh, Super Mario Odyssey, thanks to Pod Nerdy and Josie over there. Giving me the streaming setup. It's been working really well. And maybe I'll get back to Amnesia, The Dark Descent. If the people on Resetera or anything to go by, they're, you know, giving me a bit of support and tell me, keep on cracking at it, you know? Yeah. What about you, Josh? Uh, play some Mario Odyssey. Uh, I really got to, I don't know, since I'm since I'm moving soon, I'm debating, like, even breaking out my PS3 <laughs> since it's still in a box. Um, <laughs> oh, for Metal Gear Rising? For Metal Gear Rising. <gasps> yeah. So, Do you have it on Steam? Is it on, oh, it is on Steam, is it? No, I should don't. just get it on Steam. At this no, point. I'll just hook up my PS3. Screw it. God damn it. Do you have the Xbox? <laughs> Do you have Xbox Live? You, oh, you don't have an Xbox I Live. need an Xbox. <laughs> fair, fair play. I got rid of my 360 before I moved. Actually, no, I still have my 360 because it was missing a controller and they wouldn't take it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid GameStop. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe, uh, Mario Odyssey, I'll probably break out some Metal Gear Rising and uh, every now and again, I'll still play some Stardew Valley and I'm almost done with Golf Story, so. Oh yeah? You've been yeah. enjoying it? It's been good, yeah. I liked it. It's a fun one. I love that one. It's so good. But yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about that a bit last episode. Yeah. Well, guys, we good? Yep. Wrap us up. I think we're good. Actually, uh, Mike, one more time. Pod Nerdy, the number two me is your podcast. Yeah, and uh, uh, you can find us on iTunes and all the your different various podcatchers. Um, you can also find us at podnerdy number two me dot com for all of our various stuff. Um, and the Kickstarter, just go to Kickstarter and search "Advanced Death Saves" and uh, we'll put a link. Would the, be awesome. We'll put a link in the on the website as well, and we'll tweet it out uh, for that Kickstarter. Yeah, thanks. Uh, awesome. Thanks so yeah. much for coming on, yeah, Mike. Thanks, Mike. It's, yeah, Mike. Thanks for having me on, man. It was a blast. I'll try. I'll try to get Josie on so we can all definitely games. so that we can yeah. get yeah. over games. That's what we yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. As for uh, rather be playing, you can find us at uh, ratherbecast.com, uh on Twitter at rather at rbpcast, and uh, we're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ratherbeplaying, YouTube. Um, and please like, subscribe us. We're on every kind of uh, where you find podcasts. Drop a review. Give us a thumbs up. 
do all the nice things. Uh, tell Passes your friends. on to your friends, always. Yep. Like it's next time. Next time you play your tabletop RPGs, tell everyone about. That's us. what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and all two of us listened to you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. But yeah, thanks again to Mike and Pod Nerdy to me, and uh, and hey to Josie, cool. we love you. Happy yeah. Halloween and happy Halloween, everyone! It happy is Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Play some scary games before the Christmas music starts tomorrow. Oh god! Seriously? Oh yeah! <laughs> Jeez! Yeah. All right, guys. All right, well, guys. I'll talk to you later. All right, Have a great one, guys. guys. Cheers. Good luck. All right, later. <laughs>